This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. You are going to be listening to episode number 202 today, and we're talking about something that is very timely, which is how to take time off as a service provider. If you're listening to this in real time as it is being released here at the very end of May, beginning of the summer, this is such a, I mean, it's a natural time for people to want to take time off of work and to be with their family, create some vacation memories, all of that. And so I oftentimes get the question from people of how do I schedule time off as a business owner, someone who is a independent contractor in other people's businesses. Maybe that's one business, maybe it's many. So today I'm going to bring you all the goods and help to get you on the track to where you can make that a reality and not be stressed about it, not be holding back, not be trying to be a a keyboard warrior when your whole family is at the beach. And I have got some good stuff for you because I've been able to make this happen. It hasn't always been easy, but it's always been a focus of mine as I left the corporate world and stepped into running my own business. There is a saying that I have heard, which is every sport has a halftime. And that resonated to me so much because think about it. There is not a sport out there that doesn't have a halftime. The halftime is used for what? To regroup, to get some energy back in, to review, to settle down so that you can speed back up, right? So that you can come back in and close the game or whatever it may be. So every sport has a halftime. Breaks are a necessity. Breaks are important, especially as you are leading a business, growing a business, building a business, supporting a business. This takes so much of you. I always feel like it's my third child and I pour a lot into my kids. So another child is, I mean, it takes a whole lot. It's a huge piece of my life and we need a break. We need to be able to step back so that we can put priority into the things that matter the absolute most to us. And breaks are cathartic, breaks are necessary, and they help us to avoid the burnout. So as a business owner and a service provider, our gifts are not passive. This means that we're working with clients in a one-to-one capacity. So we are meeting with them, we're interacting with them, we're inside of their tools. You know, this is our gift, this is what we do. And so because of that, they are dependent on us. It's not like a passive product, right? Like you've got some inventory, you put it on the shelf and people just buy it. That is not the kind of business that we're in. And it's absolutely okay. These are the gifts that you have and you are your best expression because you're using those gifts and you're serving people through the gifts that you have. Still at the same time, It is totally normal to wish for balance. And because you are a business owner, because you are doing this to earn an income, creating balance is going to be up to you. So as much as I tell you that breaks are important, 
I know that when you are looking for breaks, you're looking for balance in yourself. And all of this is going to fall onto you because you are leading your business. You're not in a role where somebody's gonna give you a week or two weeks of paid time off. You have to create that yourself. And it's a benefit that you should not be losing out on. So balance is a part of my values. You guys know, or you should know, or maybe you're learning today, but legacy is the number one reason I started my business. You know, yes, I wanted flexibility. Yes, I wanted to provide for my family. Yes, all the financial benefits that come along with success in a business. But the number one reason I started my business was for legacy. What does legacy mean to me? Well, it means being able to be present with my children, which means time flexibility is really important, and to be able to live a different lifestyle than I was afforded while in corporate. So, you know, taking breaks and being with my family, doing everything I can to find the balance that is something that I desire this is part of my values. And this is why I'm in business. So before I get into the tips, I just wanted to connect with you for a second and also model what I have been able to do in hopes that you can see this as a reality and put this to work yourself. But as I was getting started in my business eight years ago, I knew that, like I just said, legacy was a really big deal. I also wanted to make sure that I... I still showed up and had time off and still could connect with my kids in the same way that I could when I was in corporate because that's all that they had ever known. And I certainly did not want to step back from that. So I made I made sure to always take time off. And sometimes that was like a one day. Sometimes it was a, a day off that I was unplugged so that I could go to their sporting events or to their school events or to our community events. Other times it was just to have a girl day with my daughter. Sometimes, you know, same thing with my son. And in today's day and age, you know, fast forward eight years, actually for the past three years and this summer and probably the next couple of summers going forward, I take a significant amount of time, like blocks of time off for eight weeks in a row. And this is probably the last summer for that exact model because my son is going to his last year of this type of work. But he is in an intense like summer baseball program where we are gone. We're traveling, you know, to different cities and states for eight solid straight weeks. And yes, it's a massive undertaking. I don't even know what in the world we have come to (laughs) to be in that situation, but it is an absolute joy. It's basically, I joke with my girlfriends whose children are on the same team. And I joke that we're having adult summer camp and it's our last adult summer camp because my daughter plays volleyball and it's quite different. The summertime is quite different than this. So anyway, all that being said, you can imagine if I am taking off, you know, at least three days a week for, you know, seven or eight weeks in the summertime, that there's a lot of planning that has to take place. And so my early days of building my business as an independent contractor and a freelancer and and as a project manager, I put some things in place then that are serving me today And then today, now having a team, it is a different way of preparing. You know, it requires different things for me to prepare to be away for that amount of time. So I wanted to share that with you guys so that you know that I'm speaking from truth. I'm speaking from experience. And I hope that these words will be really good wisdom for you as you consider putting some of these, all of these, forget some, put every single one of these into play so that you can enjoy the benefits that should come along with being your own business owner. I think it's such an oxymoron and 
honestly kind of frustrating that we build businesses. And I hear women who are building businesses every single week to have more time freedom, more flexibility, et cetera. And at the same time, they feel chained to their computers and cannot take the time off that they want or that, you know, it hurts me when you guys miss your kids' programs or your kids' things that are important to you because your business or your clients are dictating how we spend our time. So yes, there is some mindset work that needs to go into place here. And I want you to make sure that you recognize that and work on that. For this episode today in this 202nd episode, I always gasp when I say those numbers, but in this 202nd episode, I want to go over some tactical ways in how I've been able to make that happen. This really can be broken down into two parts. The first part is to prepare. And the second part is to enjoy your time. So I'm going to dive into the prepare part. And there's several tips here that are going to be actionable. First thing is preparation is a general rule of thumb. With that preparation comes communication. So what do I mean by communication? There are several different things that you can put into place as far as communicating your wish to have a vacation. So the first way that I'm going to encourage you to communicate this is at the onset of your business relationship. So this usually comes in the form of a contract agreement or a statement of work. In the contract, I want to make sure that you state what your vacation policy is. This is where it all starts. Remember, this is before they, you can make them informed before you ever go into an actual partnership just by putting this in there. And I see a lot of independent contractor agreements or service agreements that do not include this. Now, this should be a part of the conversation right at the very beginning. So in my agreement, I state that I will take a minimum of two weeks off. And as a result, I will communicate in this fashion. And this is for me. You can set up yours any way you want. But if I'm going to take one day off, I'm going to do my best to give them one month advance notice. If I'm going to take a week off or more, I'm going to give them a two to three month window. Now, I have, you know, I have children and my life is pretty darn planned. And so I felt comfortable with that. You know, there are different circumstances and situations out there that you may not feel comfortable with that. But usually at a minimum for one day off, they need one week notice. And for a week off, they need at least, at least a month off because you guys, we are working in really lean, small businesses. And it's just hard to fill a role on a tiny team for a significant amount of time. Like one day is not a big deal, but in my role as a director of operations, being the strategic partner, and leading the team, it's a pretty big vacancy whenever I am gone. So I like to give them that. And, you know, I do put it in the contract that that's the plan for me to communicate like that. I will always be upfront and honest, and I do my best to adhere to that. And if I can't, you know, there's going to be times when my kids are sick or where I have to make emergency adjustments and we'll deal with those on the fly, because of course we can't plan for those. Hello, they're emergencies for a reason. So first thing you need to do is put it in your contract. And then if you know of any dates, like I just told you, I'm super planned. If I know of those dates, I will put the dates that I'm going to be gone, that I know I'm going to be gone inside of the contract. I also put the holidays that I'm not going to be working. So it's not just paid time off or it's not just vacation days. It's also the vacations that me, my business and my family take off. And I want to make sure that they know those because, you know, everyone has 
different wishes and stuff. And so that just helps me to be fully communicative. Okay, on the lines of being prepared, if you are in a long-standing contract or relationship with a business and vacations and vacation time comes up after you have created the contract, which of course they're going to, then if you can, and if it works out, if you're flexible, then I do my best to schedule around what the client has going on. And it doesn't always work perfectly, but I definitely strive to do that. I don't want to take vacation when the client is in a high stress launch or a launch at all. So if you can, and this is another good thing for you to communicate to them, time it in a way that is outside of a launch and make sure that they know that you are honoring you know, their marketing calendar and their product calendar. As soon as you know that you're going to be out, I encourage you to communicate this. Put it in a project management tool, a communication tool. Also send it formally in an email. Yes, this may feel like a little overboard, but I want you to make sure that this is documented just so everybody is on the same page. When you put it in the PM tool, I always like to add the entire team to it. Your team may actually have, and you may be leading this, and I hope you do, but it is a time off calendar inside of the project management tool. That's something that we use and I know is really effective. So put your time and tag everybody else so that they know that it's coming up. Alrighty, the next thing is kind of obvious, but create a plan. If you know you're going to be out of the office, then you need to create a plan. And that plan is a lot of time, if you're leading a team as a DOO or an ops manager or an OBM, you know, you're going to have people that are on this team with you. And even if not, if it's just a solopreneur that you're supporting, then you're going to have to shift your tasks over to the solopreneur for a day, a week, two weeks, whatever, however long you're taking off. You need to make a plan on how the team is going to be impacted and how you're going to need to leverage them to step up. The next thing is an escalation process. At least in all of my roles as being a lead operator, I am usually the person that things are being escalated to. So if you're going to be out, who's going to receive these escalations? Think about creating an escalation process, meaning if something were to happen here, who do they contact? If something was to happen here, what do they do? Who do they contact? And then also it's a good idea to have a conversation with a team on like urgency, just because something breaks, and guys, inevitably something breaks whenever <laughs> you go on vacation for whatever reason, I don't know why that happens, but of the things that could go wrong, what actually needs to be addressed and what can you just kind of push aside until you arrive, depending on how long you're gonna be back. So all of that goes in an escalation process. Who is ultimately in charge needs to be determined. And then contingencies. So let's come up with a contingency plan. All of this goes into creating a solid plan before you step out of the office. And this is pretty in-depth. If you're gonna be gone for one day, I just wanted to go back here because I said one day or one week or one month or whatever it may be. If you're going to be gone for one day, I don't think you need this. But depending on the size of the company, it could be that you have an escalation process when you are out. Alrighty. So in a lot of the roles that I have been in as a service provider, I have 
needed to work ahead before I leave. It's not like the day gets here and you're like, your vacation day starts and you're like, oh, I don't, I didn't do anything to look ahead. That just doesn't work. So you are most of the time in charge of ongoing day-to-day deliverables, or maybe you're even in the midst of a project, but you are going to want to work ahead. That's going to be my advice to you. So yes, you may be putting in more hours before you leave, just like you would in your own business. And so This means that you definitely need that plan that we just talked about, and you need to know and set realistic expectations for what can get done before you leave. Prioritize that list. Make sure that that list is communicated to the business owner. This is also a great opportunity to pre-schedule any emails. Like maybe you want to put some check-ins to your team and you can pre-schedule those emails. You can do that even in Gmail itself, but lots of other tools allow you to do that. If you are someone who is in the business and is leading team meetings, don't leave them high and dry. Go ahead and create and put those agendas together and even prepare the facilitator who's stepping in on your behalf, even if it is the CEO of the business. But you're going to want to work ahead. And I don't want to create the false impression that you are just going to be able to just like whisk out of the business and not have any coverage. That is not realistic at all. So All of this is preparation. And when we think about preparing, the best thing that you can do is communicate all of these preparations. I know that if someone is in my business and whether they're an independent contractor or whether they're an employee, if they're taking time off, I'm still expecting them to get their work done. And so I want them to have time off. I just want to feel good on the other side that they're doing what they can to fulfill on the promise and obligation that we have to one another. Which brings me to another point of, how do I get paid on vacation? I, we get this question a lot. If I'm going on vacation, do I stop charging? How do I like stop the invoicing, start the invoicing again? You know, what do I do? Or is there even possible for me to get paid while on vacation? So first of all, I want this in your contract that we talked about earlier under the prepare section of our chat today. But If you've put this in your contract, then it's already determined. You don't have to have a weird, awkward, maybe even difficult conversation. It's already done. So in a high-level operator, a DOO position, and it doesn't even have to be, it can be any level. If your contract is written and you know the deliverables, and so you're paid on the deliverables, that means here's all the things that I'm doing. You know, I do these on a monthly or a weekly basis. This is what you can expect from me. That is called deliverable-based pay. So if you complete it, there should be no issue with paying you. Now, the other way is like an hourly payment. So you turn in at the end of, you know, two weeks, you say, okay, I've worked, you know, 26 hours in these last two weeks and you keep track of that pay. So it's easier to remain on a payment schedule while you're on vacation under deliverable-based pay because this means that you've agreed to a set of deliverables, you make sure that they get done. So that's why this pre-work and doing the work ahead of time ensures that there's no question if they should be paying you or if they shouldn't be paying you. The time and the hourly thing, you know, that's where there will be a disruption in how much compensation you're getting. Couple ways around that is if you know you're gonna take off two weeks a year, then go ahead and figure out what your hourly rate is and divide that by 52 weeks to increase the standard or the base pay that you expect yourself to get. That way you're kind of paying yourself for vacation. Now, this requires you to manage your money, which is going, you know, it's gonna be a little bit more challenging 
because you're going to get paid in lump sums. The other thing is, I, I mentioned in the work ahead, your hours are going to be increased. And if your hours are increased, then your invoice will be increased as you prepare to exit and then likely as you come back into the business. So I encourage you to have every single listener here to have deliverable based contracts so that you're not paid on an hourly basis. You guys are worth too much. What you're bringing to the table is solid for deliverable based pay or project based pay, which means you should be able to step out of a business and not be punished or have your pay compromised. Okie doke. The next thing I want to chat with you guys about when it comes to creating a business where you can take vacation is this, and that's set it up, do everything that we talked about so that you can enjoy your time away. This ties into what we were talking about at the top of the podcast, which is how do you avoid burnout? How do you stay engaged? How do you stay excited about your work? Taking breaks is really healthy. If you're going to, and you are going to do this, I hope that we're pinky promising on that right now. I want to make sure that you honor your boundaries. Do what you say you're going to do. And that becomes a lot easier when you communicate effectively with the leader. Do it proactively, but honor your boundaries. Once you're on vacation, do what you said you were going to do. If you told them you were not going to check in, then don't check in. You set the rules, and if you want to have a couple days, let's just say you're taking off five days, do what you say you're going to do. You are going to tell them, I'm going to be completely unplugged and inaccessible or inaccessible for these particular five days. Then do that. However, if you're like, hey, there's a team meeting on Tuesday, I have got some availability. I'm still going to leave that team meeting and I am going to check in on Thursday morning. Then do what you say you're going to do. I have been, I, I will just share some personal experiences. I have been in a place where I was like, I felt bad for being out for five days. And I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and just keep that team meeting on Tuesday. And then Tuesday comes when I'm on vacation and it is the last thing I want to do. So be aware of what it is that is going to bring you joy. And if, you know, standing in your boundaries and in your values is going to be way more important than compromising to what you think would be best for them. So you set the rules. If you want to do check-ins, set them up, make them short and make sure that you, that you honor them. Other tactical things to help you enjoy your time is setting up your out-of-office notice. And I love that, of course, because it's just great communication. But the other thing is it's a reminder to the team or anybody else that's emailing you that you're out. And then also when you are going to be returning, all you need to put on there is you're out of the office and you'll be returning on this date. So do you set the expectation of when they will receive a response? If it is appropriate, then list an emergency contact on there. And in the company, this is outside of the email, but for the company, I would make sure in your escalation process that you have a way for them to contact you, but let them know what is kind of acceptable. You get to tell them, you know, it can't be just every fire that pops up that they run to you and they contact you maybe on your cell phone or whatever email, whatever you have determined, but make sure that you've got that emergency contact, at least with the CEO of the company, if not your team, but help them to understand what is in and out of scope. And then something that is really hard for me to do, truthfully, but something that has been very, very appreciated from my family is when I'm on vacation, meaning I have stepped away for a series of days, which I'm about to do, 
delete the accounts off of your phone that bring work to you. So if you get your emails through Gmail or if you use Voxer or whatever Slack, whatever tools that you're using, if you're out of the office, then let's get rid of those tools so that you're not tempted to come in here. Remember, you are taking this vacation probably because it's a goal, it's a dream, it's time with your family, it's something that you've been anticipating, it's for your mental health and wellness, or all of those reasons, then you owe it to the people that you're with or to yourself to be present. And so do the hard thing, get rid of all of these things. I promise you, you're going to continue to move forward. We kind of have a joke internally that when people are out, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, this happened or this dropped or, or maybe a situation's going on. And I'm like, man, I wish I could find Alex today. And the re- I always tell myself, and I even tell them, what we're doing is very heart-centered We're changing people's lives. We're transforming people's lives, but it's not rocket science. It is not something that not everything needs to be taken care of at this time, on this second, on this day, we definitely have time. So try to keep that perspective. Even if it feels like the sky is falling, look up. The sky has not fallen yet, ladies. (laughs) We're going to be okay. Alrighty, friends, I want you to head on over to theopsinsiders.com. And that is our private Facebook group where we continue the conversations every single week. We have a, a post there this week. I want you to tell us where you're going on vacation. I'd love to see all the fun things that you guys are going to be doing over the summer months. Go on to theopsinsiders.com and I'll be sharing mine as well. Ladies, you guys have a fantastic week and I will talk to you next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.